Electricast. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save $1 each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. It's with great pleasure that I have the opportunity of introducing special guest Alea Harris to the show today. Story building marketer and bioenergetic business coach who helps entrepreneurs make money doing what they love. Alea believes that all business owners should make good money doing what they love. Unfortunately, many are great at using their skills to uplift clients with their craft, but struggle with financial and emotional hurdles that hold them back from reaching their potential. As an award-winning marketer with over a decade of experience, Alea and her team at Flourish Marketing develop highly converted emails, social media, and website copy, empowering education and bioenergetic business coaching solutions, and profit-driving marketing strategies to help passionate empire builders turn their talent into treasure. Alea understands that burnout lurks right around the corner for most go-getters. Creating balance in business and life is critical to enjoying your journey to success. Alea looks at problems from a holistic perspective and combines her NES health practitioner and story brand guide certification to work simultaneously on improving the wellness of her client's mindset, energy fields, and business strategy. Always with a keen eye on ROI Alea helps clients fast track their growth through intuition, database systems, and business savvy. A strategist and educator, Alea spreads actual aha moments as a professional speaker and podcast guest to help our audience have an enduring le- legacy. It's with great pleasure I welcome Alea to the show. Hi, welcome thanks so much here. for having me, Jason. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate having you on the show, and I'm excited about having us being able to discuss some pretty vital topics today. I, um, I want to ask you, how did you come to take your story building marketing brand and your business coaching and combine them to work with entrepreneurs as clients? Yeah, so I was already working as a marketer. I already had a marketing agency and then I was also dabbling in spiritual coaching. And it was something that comes very very naturally to me. And I said, well, huh, I really don't want to live in two separate worlds at the same time. So that was kind of rolling around in my brain. And then I realized that clients were coming to me on my marketing agency and saying things like, oh, I am burnt out and tired and lost and confused, but can you just write me an email sequence and that will fix everything? And I'm like, "Hmm, I don't feel like that's true. Um, And that's not uh, probably the best way for me to help you. So let's talk about it. And I realized that there was truly a need not only to clarify your message, which is what I help people do as a copywriter, but there was a need to take a step back from that so people could even understand what their message was in order to even clarify it. How are you then being your authentic self, showing up how you want to show up, of speaking your truth? What, what is blocking you from doing that, removing those blockages, then to be able to articulate who you are and what you do and how you want to show up. So um, bioenergetic business coaching combines all of those together 
and allows me first to help people become more aligned and we fix some of the energy and information that's off. Then we help them manifest what they want in the world with structured marketing and business systems. And then we evolve them to that next level. So they set up boundaries and framework so that they can not find themselves sliding right back to where they were so that they actually keep moving forward. Like teach a person to fish kind of situation, right? (laughs) I love the way you're describing things and you're using spiritual terminology that you're speaking my language, so to speak. (laughs) And in entrepreneurial terms, I want to ask this, looking at it, let's talk intuition. Like you're on a spiritual podcast. Let me ask you these questions. Okay. You do some spirit coaching. Like, what type of intuition do you feel you're pretty strong at? Because I feel like you're pretty clairvoyant. I also feel like you're probably an empath and you have a very strong connection with uh, feeling the energy of people and helping them guide them and life coach them, basically. All is true. Everything <laughs> you said is true. So I don't, it's, it's interesting. Like, when you go to, like, um, I've always found this odd to me. And What's this it? could just be because I, Maybe I didn't think too hard about it. But when you go to people, they're like, I'm a this. I am a psychic. I am a medium. I am a this. And I've never really thought about myself in one singular term because I use a different ways of connecting with. You're creative. You're so creative. <laughs> you're creative in your delivery. You're creative in your guidance. Right. So and I, and I tap are, it in different ways. Box. Yeah. yeah. You're very you're powerful with that. You're good at being able to think outside the box, implement strategies and protocols outside the box as well. Absolutely. And I, and I love, I love, I love flowing in that way. So when you ask me, well, what, what, what is it? Who are you? What do you do? <laughs> I do lots of things. So there's sometimes when I can see it, I can see very clearly what's happening to people. I can feel it. There's other times when I'm working with a client and I'll feel pain in certain parts of my body. I'm like, okay, wow. that's where your blockages are. There are other bring times- that up to them? Oh, absolutely. That's my job, right? I love that you're able to embrace all your abilities and talents and utilize them in one form and mindset. That's great. If you, if you don't, I almost feel like I'm going to get like smacked on the hand from spirit because (laughs) I'm not being told it just for some like parlor trick or for some like. You're helping people with it. Yeah. And if you don't and you withhold that information, spirit speaks through you with that information. So if you withhold it, then now what happens is that you're telling spirit that you know what's best and then you have to deal with the uh, repercussions of that action. So I'm always very clear. Like I um, also channel spirits as well. So if I have someone, I love this, I love hearing intuition and, and, and I'm I'm so, it's like, hear you describe it. It's it's music to my ears. I'm glad. (laughs) I'm glad. So, but if, if, so like, let's say, let's say I channel someone's, grandpa like I was talking to my husband's great-grandfather a little while ago or him talking through me me because he had something he really wanted to say and so I could feel my body start shaking and I said oh it's almost like at that point in time you're an observer you're like oh okay something's happening you're looking around you're like all right someone's kind of trying to talk to you it's almost like someone's knocking at the door (laughs) I get a ding dong (laughs) yeah yeah, I'm like oh okay well let me put my tea down like And you have that kind of relationship. But if I were to then to go say, yes, I and all of my great human strength and manifesting this experience, then whatever is the result of the words that come out of my mouth will ping back at me. So then I'll find myself sick or exhausted or I'll find my God. It's happened before. And luckily it's been like managing it figure out how to manage it before it overwhelms you. Cause I know when I first started, I was a medium. I had to learn to manage my own abilities. Like I, I wouldn't get good night's sleep because I didn't know how to turn it off where they would disturb me in my dreams or wake right. me up. I would go up in the air, kind of crazy stuff like that for a while. until I gained control of how to define boundaries with the spirit world when you're sleeping and resting. And those kind of things. You have to define boundaries because they're very, pushy. they will take a mile. <laughs> um, there's that. So that's important, but I'm more talking about ego. Yeah. And realizing that every single person on this planet has intuitive abilities. Absolutely. Um, It's not that we're uh, oh so very special and we're some type of superhuman race and it's all because we're so wonderful that this is happening. (laughs) In fact, I don't even venture to 
understand why exactly um, it is me, but I'm very clear that it is not me. So then when I talk to clients, if there is something spiritual happening, I'm like, okay, well then your spiritual guide is saying this or spirit says this, or this is the work that that's happening through spirit. If I say, I'm doing this and this is what I recommend and you need to do this because I'm just so very smart and wise. That's getting ego in the way. Right. You put your ego in the way and then that tells spirit, like spirit, if the spirit talks through you and you're very clear about that channel, then the responsibility for whatever happens on spirit and spirit can take whatever it's, it's, that's, that's its job. But if I then say I'm taking responsibility for what happens, I can't take whatever. And so if there is some action that needs to be resolved for that person, they're dealing with generational curses or they're trying to unwind some emotional issues or we're opening up their Akashic records and some some shit has to get cleared. And I'm like, I am doing the clearing for you. Well, then I will do the clearing and I will be throwing up and I will be bedridden and my joints will hurt and all of this stuff. So it's like when you work, you just have to be careful and be mindful and be humble about what exactly is happening. You know, that's so true, too. And I think that's actually part of the ability of growing. You know, if somebody wanted to do this more more regularly and, and actually work with clients like you are, or I am. It's, it's learning to decipher between your ego self and your spiritual self. I just the way I do, the way I do it within myself and I'm, I'm probably just trying to verbalize what I do. But I basically say that whatever senses don't derive from physical source. I realize it's from spiritual source or from intuitive ability, energy, et cetera, et cetera. And I just kind of leave it in that box. And that's my way of deciphering it. So I know what's coming through and how it is. And I don't doubt it. I just know whatever it's it is. It's funny because I actually wouldn't be able to do that. Really? Everybody's got unique approaches. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's not even, it's because there'll be sometimes where I'll smell things or taste. You've got olfactory thing going on. Yeah. Too. So like I was, I was clearing my mom's house. Um, and I went up there and I set up a whole altar. There's like a multi-day situation. And I could smelled death. Like I smelled rot. Like I even moved the couch. I was like, what the hell is under? <laughs> and it was really, it was, you know, the clearing and and, and the, the old crap coming out. So like, it, it really depends on the person. You have to find what your thing is. Um, it's not as clear for me between the physical and the, and the, the, I don't know, inside, I don't know what to call the inside stuff in the inside stuff. <laughs> Spiritual stuff. I keep it kind of like my Spiritual body. stuff. I'm, yeah. Metaphysical. Yeah. There you go. That. <laughs> <laughs> what has been one of your, like, have you had a spiritual awakening at all? Uh, where you really realize that your intuition and your intuitive abilities were pretty strong. And at that point, it was like an aha moment. And and you realize going forward that you know that you had these abilities and this is what it is. Or were you raised knowing that you had gifts in the family and that you might prop up or anything like that? Well, I shake my head no. And then now, <laughs> now, that, now that you said it, um, my dad kind of got into it but i was so young and i didn't really understand and my parents were divorced and so i just thought he was a kook okay um i didn't i can't think of one moment it was kind of like a series of moments so i was reading a uh oh my god i can't think of the title of the book by caroline miss famous book that now i can't think of right now i'm um and I was, and it was about her being an intuitive coach or an intuitive healer and the experiences that she's, she'd had. I'm like, I need to find someone like that. And I don't remember what my problem was I was dealing with at the time, but I found, figured out that that was my, going to be my solution. And I was at this retreat and I met my now spiritual coach and friend, Monica Lasque. And after working with her more, she actually was starting to tell me like, well, hey, Leah, like, that's not nor- like not everybody does that and not every that's also not normal and yeah most people don't see people like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's you not normal. the boxes like, were being checked off one at a time right <laughs> and i was like oh okay and then we went and and she had us do um my very first ayahuasca ceremony wow and I've done ayahuasca several times in the States and in um, South I've never America. done it before. I've always heard about different experiences that people have. It's lovely. It is <laughs> quite lovely. Um, 
And it was there. My very first one, I felt nothing and was disappointed. I just sat awake all night mad. (laughs) But I was hearing stuff. And what it helped me realize, that was when I started. I'm so glad you asked me this question because I really haven't thought about it before. I started like differentiating between my voice in my head and spirit's voice because I hadn't really done it before. And during my first ayahuasca ceremony, I like, I kept saying to myself, me, Alea Harris, saying to myself, oh no, that's nothing. Oh no, that's nothing. Oh no, that's just me telling to myself, oh, that's me. And I did that. I was all night though, Jason, all (laughs) night. I did this until there was one moment where it was almost like this. You would have been called Buzz Killington if you were. I was was killing my own laying there awake, man. (laughs) And then there was this one point in time where there was this one loud voice that was like, Fine. If you, I don't need you to believe in me to help you. And it was loud. It was loud. And I was like, Whoop. <laughs> that one was not me. I can't deny that. Who was it? It, it, it was just spirit. And then, so when you're in ayahuasca, there is Aya, Aya, who is like this feminine spirit. And, you know, the, the way that I think about spirit, I think of it at like, it 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 can f- compartmentalize itself as it chooses and sees fit because really I truly feel like once you've either once you've passed or when you live in a different realm and you're different in a different plane it's all one big kind of consciousness and then from our perspective as humans we are not able to to process that so it pieces itself up into things that we can understand and feelings and sentiments and visions that make sense for our little teeny little human brains and the way that we process information. So it, it was Aya. And later I really like solidified that because um, we've had a whole, we've had whole conversations ever since. And she's hilarious. And I thought it was just me because, you know, I like to laugh and joke. I'm like, Oh, this is how she manifests to me. And I've heard other people say like, no, she is hilarious. So she comes um, a spiritual comedian. Again. Is she like a spiritual comedian? She laughs, laughs kind of at you. <laughs> so it's almost like you've already cracked the joke and she's like you remember that time you did ha, ha, this ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> so then as I went more and did more more um sessions with my spiritual coach and then I did more ayahuasca sessions I that was that it was like a slow blossoming and I had no idea what was happening because during then ayahuasca as opposed to laying there mad I grew to I started speaking, speaking in different languages, speaking to different people, uh, seeing different visions, being male, being female, being animal, being human, all, all, all of all it. One kind of thing, right? Hmm, say it again. One of those all is one kind of moments, but I feel like that when I've done like sensory deprivation chambers, mm. I, I didn't do anything with ayahuasca, but I would do something like that. And I would feel all is one. We're all one fabric, universal fabric. Yes. Of the universe. Every yes. spirit and human and, and animal is all one thing, plant life. And and it's interesting because when you have different experiences depending on the setting, right? So like you that sensory deprivation sounds nice because you can have you done it yet? I haven't done it yet, but uh, it uh, yeah, like don't do it like ayahuasca. Just do it, do it natural. <laughs> I, yeah. I would never try to do something like that, but it's not like but if you do it, it you, you can prepare yourself. The only thing you gotta know is that you'll be very buoyant because it's very high salt content of the water. So you don't want to get in your eyes. But when you get to do it, it's it's an experience. I've done it twice. And the first time I felt that whole we are all one, we're all one fabric kind of thing. The second time I felt high channeled energy. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, very positive experiences. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it, I know we're not alone. Put it that way. I just felt like there was an yeah, intuitive intelligence in the universe that I was connecting with through the second experience. And I had no, I had no substances in my body. I literally just meditated, went to the event, went to the thing, sat in the tank for an hour, came out was like, wow, that was cool. I know that we're not alone and I know we're protected. I know nothing horrible is going to happen to us yeah. from that experience. There's different ways of, of getting to that same universal truth. Right. That same kind of vein or that sensory deprivation, ayahuasca, deep meditation, whatever it is. Right. Have you done anything with the Akashic Records yet? Yes. Yes. I can see you becoming an authority on that in the future. Yeah, I I have. Well, 
I have gotten information from them for my clients, but I wouldn't say that I've you're gonna, you're gonna do read someone Akashic Records. I remember that when my spiritual coach first read mine, I was literally, I didn't know what I was expecting because at this point in time, we've been through so many experiences together. I literally was thinking that like, I was going to see like a scroll float in the air. Like I had no idea <laughs> what was about to happen. And then we were talking and we were talking for like two hours. And then I was like, so what, are we going to read them now? And she's like, we've been reading them. And I was like, wait, I didn't see anything. Are you reading them? Can you see the scroll? Like she goes, that's not how this works. <laughs> I feel like when energy comes through a reading and it's shared, it's meant to be shared a certain way. And that's what my spirit guide showed me. And mm -hmm. kind of like what you're just describing with this Akashic Records kind of session, it sounds like you were being revealed truths and, and you weren't even realizing that that was coming from the Akashic Records. Not in, my, not in my first session. After that, I'm like, okay, I got it. Because I kept, Jason, I swear, I was waiting to like literally see it or for her to like go into like a little bit of a trance-like state and feel like she was reading. So I was waiting for actual reading to happen. <laughs> it was so subtle. You were like, wait, when did we start doing this? When did we start? Are they open? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I'm glad I was taking notes. <laughs> What do you find for yourself that helps you with your creative flair? Because I know you got a very strong creative energy in you. How do you cultivate the energy to create things that you find you're very happy with? And, and I know you got a lot of great things you're creating. So if you share something like that with our audience, I'd love to know, because I know it's something that there's, I'm sure there's so many of us would love to hear. How do you, you know, grow the creativity when you're, when you're stuck, for example, or. When I'm, I just stop. Like truthfully, like that pushing forward is the worst. They, so if you're in a block and you're just like, oh, I'm going to push through because I'm on a deadline, move the deadline, change the date, do this. If you can, it's, why not, right? I yeah, it's, it's not going to work for you right then and there. And, and you need to get some outside. Go outside, play, go have sex, do something. I like, love this. I love your suggestions because they're all healthy and fun. Yeah. <laughs> go play outside, have sex. Like, yeah, I think our audience will like those suggestions. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Like you say, lock yourself in the room and meditate for two hours. I mean, that can be one of the things if somebody likes to do that. I mean, real life applications of these things that help with coping mechanisms. Creativity. Well, most of life is about movement. Creativity, especially. So if you're stuck, move yourself in other Direction. ways. Get moving. Yeah, just you just move, move in another way. Right. Even if you have like, I've had like 15 minute dance parties in my office. I'm really, really, Move, just move. Go, go <laughs> you know, do Pilates. Just stop. I dance around here, and I'm not a dancer, but I put the music on, and I'll dance around just to get my mind clear because I feel music's yep. a great healing modality. When I Absolutely. move, and listen to certain songs. I may look silly to others, but for myself, that's a healing approach, and it works. It, it doesn't really matter what you look like. That's not the point. exactly, exactly. But it's, it's, it's about how it feels how it feels, how you're moving or moving everything around. And then I, I agree 100%. that's like when I would go for a walk and I'm just listening to music and I'm outside on the water. Like it's just so therapeutic to be with nature at night when no, nothing's around and it's quiet. And I feel like it's just a way of reconnecting. I was thinking about that last night when I went for a walk and how I feel like it's like going to like nature is like a sauna for the soul and, mm -hmm. you, go and, and you engulf yourself in it. And it helped even being along the water, the calmness of the water with the wind and the clouds and nature at night. It's like, it might be a little muggy, but you, you don't really feel all that as you go one step after another. And next thing you know, you're on this grand journey into nature, even if it's along the city. You could put yourself in that mindset. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could put your imagination there while you're listening to music that you're on this grand adventure, even though it's along the same route you've taken every day since the pandemic started. Yeah, absolutely. No, that that is so key. I love what you said earlier about <laughs> you don't have to just sit in a room and meditate. <laughs> this perception that spirituality is like static. oh wait, hold on let me get spiritual right now i'm gonna like it's sit. like static it's like <laughs> you sit in place and you like and you, you just spirit you, pull your arms, you hold your hands like you're praying and you close your eyes and you look real spiritual the reality yeah. can be look do i look spiritual how about from this <laughs> like come on for a walk somewhere going for a walk outside or just anything anything you need to you need to move around and, and it's almost like you can pick and choose when you tap into spirit but spirits there with you all the time so yeah, you can be spiritual driving your car you can be 
spiritual, you know, cooking dinner. It's 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 about just being attuned and aware, and that's mindfulness spirit and living mm-hmm. in the moment a lot too. How did the pandemic impact you in terms of your own? Um, I want to say spiritual development. I'll say more along the lines of just how have you viewed the pandemic and how has it shaped you? Because like. I know everyone's had a unique, different, different experience from it. Definitely, um, it's been actually quite interesting because I relaunched this this company at the beginning of the pandemic. I didn't know it was the beginning of the pandemic. Wow! I remember, at the beginning of the pandemic, everyone was like, "Oh, this is going to blow over in two weeks." Yeah, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds so silly saying that right now, but that's what we thought. And I had to get centered. There was a lot of of fear and it actually was really great for me because I let go of a lot of things. I stepped more into my power. I stepped more into who I was. I figured out more who I was and what I wanted and how I wanted to show up in the world. So the pandemic was really great for me for that because I couldn't do anything else. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I had to figure out, well, what are my boundaries? What do I want? Who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? It also was great because my husband was home all the time. So like we got to hang out more and got to solidify that part of our relationship and dive in and really be there and see each other. So while the pandemic as a whole, there's a lot of sadness and death. I'm always very aware that for me, there were lots of silver linings as well. You know, I'll say this. I've lost two friends, parents from the pandemic out of the people I know in my life that have actually succumbed to COVID. Uh, from my vantage point, being a cancer survivor, I took it very serious and stayed home. And I basically self-quarantined in general, like, you know, social distancing. So for a year of doing that, I had a few friends. I had a small pod and I tried, but looking back on it now, I feel like I've adjusted to things. I, I can tell you that on a Friday night, if I don't have any big plans in the past, I would be like, I want to go out. I want to do something now on a Friday. I'm like, you know what? It's Friday. I don't care. I'm going to go on the couch. I'm going to put the TV on. I'm gonna tune into something, or I'm gonna I'm gonna do an, an editing of a podcast episode. Like I get, I get kind of lame like that, but at the same time, I'm just glad to be alive right now. And right, I feel like with COVID going on in Florida right now and things are crazy, I just rather stay home and not make a big deal about it and just, you know, power through it. It's all about survival in a pandemic and doing what's right and helping people. And absolutely, if you can be kind, that goes a long way in respecting people. Yes, absolutely. Wear your masks, people. Wear your masks. Wear a mask. Respect boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> Those yeah. are things people may not may overlook right now because even if they're doing all the things like the social distancing, washing hands, wearing masks, getting vaccinated, they might be treating people like garbage on the you know inside the household or at the work environment. People should think about their words, think about their thoughts, and how they act about certain things and if they're overwhelmed with a situation not vented onto someone else or yeah a lot of people tell me that during readings recently that they've had situations at work or situations in school or whatever mass environment they have where people take it out on them and they know that they're having a bad day but it's more of a bad year you know so trying to everybody up and elevate everybody well i mean that's like the signs that you see in restaurants now it's like you know everyone is understaffed don't be mad at me showed up right you're right. right. You know, and that's that's the hard part is we don't know what the new normal is going to be. Yet. We thought by now we'd be clear of this stuff. And now we got another flare up. We got another pandemic building up and, and another wave cresting on us. So it's like, at what point are we finally going to take responsibility and accountability as a society to mandate that everybody follow these protocols for right. a month? And hopefully after that month, we don't have to worry about this divisive rhetoric that exists in the yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm in California. So the rhetoric is very different than in Florida. So I can only imagine, you know, what I stay in my house a lot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I can only imagine. (laughs) But um, getting off the mask issue, I want to ask you this, where you've been able to combine your talent sets. Have you found that when you work with entrepreneurial clients, that there might be a certain type of client that's more embraceive or open to working with you as compared to someone that might be more hesitant? And if so, how do you work with the hesitant person to bring them along and help them with guiding them or what you can really do to maximize your relationship with them as their coach? Well, it's funny because I'm coaching them whether they know it or not. So like I have two kind of main tracks to be able to start to work with us. It's you either are coming in as a coaching client, a bioenergetic coaching client, or you're coming in as a copywriting client. But all of our copywriting services start with a strategy session. And in that strategy session, we're pulling out your messaging 
And often in there, I'm still using the same, I mean, it's still me. So I'm still using the same skills and techniques that I would normally use. It's just not quite as overt and we don't go as deeply in, into it because I'm, I'm very focused on doing one thing. Let me pull out these words. If we had been coaching, yes, we would have gone much more deeply and they would have seen a huge kind of change happen, not only in their business, but in their life, as opposed to just like, now we have this email sequence, but I want to work with people where they are at. In general, we have um, woo-loving female empire building entrepreneurs. That is our ideal client. Have, have that as, a, as an issue, but we do have some, some fellas uh, come through, but even still, I am working with a DJ <laughs> and he came in. He came in as a uh, as a copywriting client, but like his whole business is like his logo is a heart and his whole business is about, you know, moments that matter and meaningful and heart centered. And so it's still the same, the same type of thing. He came to us because of our beliefs around copywriting and how we approach it from a very intuitive perspective. So I don't really have that as a, as a challenge because I've chosen not to. I've chosen not to have everybody as my client. It's not going to work. Who is your greatest spiritual influence and why? Probably my, my, well, no, I take that back. And it's so funny because right now I, I just saw his face. My greatest spiritual influence was John Roger. John Roger is, um, he has passed, but he is the um, founder of the movement of spiritual inner awareness. And he actually is my spiritual coach was one of his very close friends. I never actually met him in this life, but I have met him. I have met him since he has passed. Um, and he takes spirituality and makes it very practical and makes it very useful to your everyday life through his teachings. And so I do follow yeah, a lot of his teachings. Hmm, say it again. Can you give us an example of like how he does that? That you might know of? So for example, so if you're like, people are often like, oh, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to sit and empty my mind. First of all, that don't work. <laughs> not unless you, I mean, you would really have to focus on that. And not everybody's Buddha, right? More power if you are, but that's just not me. Second of all, if you empty your mind, mm -hmm. then you're allowing whatever. Oh, <laughs> Why Buddha? I, I'm a big fan. I'm just not on his level. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Second of all, if you empty your mind totally, completely empty and you aren't mindful of what is coming in to it, then that could also open yourself up um, to That'd be intuition. Huh? That'd be intuition. Well, if well, if you open it up and there's, you know, there's not always the best stuff that's going to come towards yeah. you. So if you're completely open and blank, then you can attract negativity. So one of the things that uh, John Roger teaches is called spiritual exercises, where instead of emptying your mind, you focus your mind on a tone. Um, and your, your very first tone that everyone uses is called the Anaihu, and you chant Anaihu um, out loud, internally, and you use it to center your mind. So you're focusing on that thought, and that allows you to really connect with spirit and yourself. And so you chant for five minutes, you kind of listen for five minutes, you chant for five minutes and listen for five minutes, and you go back and forth. And then as you move forward to through it, you have um, different initiations that you progress through, and then your tone changes, um, and you're given your initia initiatory tone. So, um, sound healing basically sounds like to orientate the chakras of the body or the energies of the body to align yourself. That is part of it. It's, it's all, it is very deeper than that though. Uh, when you do it, you, you really truly connect in ways. Like I've tried chanting other things, like kind of basically test it out. Cause I'm very skeptical about things. So I'm like, what if I just chant like love, 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 love. Right. And I, you know, I chanted it. It worked, right. No, not the same. It, no, it's it's there. It's very it's very different. The the tones and the words are chosen kind of for a reason, right? So why those words? Anai is the um, calls upon the feeling of empathy, and Hugh is a Sanskrit name for God. We, I mean, so, empathy God sounds amazing right now. That's what yeah. we else, right? How much empathy God can we have? Right, right, right. I'll give to me. Give it all to me. 
Please direct yeah. it all to us now. Right. And so <laughs> you would think process. that, you know, love, that's how I was like, I'm like, love, 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 love. But it, words are powerful. Just like, so if you were in Harry Potter, right, you can't just make up your magic words. The magic words are the magic words. They are what they are. Right. So um, that, that's something that I, that I have learned that certain words hold extreme amounts of power. Um, and word all power, words, power and empower power. Those words very positive sounding. They very. Yep. yep. Totally. Totally. So, so that's, those, that's, that's one example. There, there's, there are several. Um, if you go to MS, MSIA.org, there's a whole section about, I think it's discover if I'm not mistaken or practice or something like that. And you can see. I'm sorry, I just picked up something. Are you planning to go over the seas and do some type of pilgrimage or some type of trip, like a meditative trip or something coming up for yourself? Um, Not that I have planned, but it's funny because my spiritual coach has told me I'm going back again to the Amazon. I'm like, "Mm." I see you going. Yeah, I know. She keeps telling me and I'm like, I want to go, but I'm like, can y'all get your COVID numbers together first? (laughs) Maybe next year, not now, but like next summer or or fall. Yeah, yeah. It would be amazing. Um, I had an amazing time the first time um, when when we went, um, but I, I know that I am going back. I know. You have a spiritual connection to the Amazon, don't you? I I very much do. You're very strongly rooted there and you feel connected to the energy and nature of that area. So when I'm there, um, I tap into um, part of my spiritual lineage is, is there very much in, in the earth of the Amazon. Um, even when I'm here, there are times when I can feel the earth or the ground crying or weeping or the sadness of the planet and things like that. So yes, very connected to the Amazon, very connected to the spirits there. Um, and I do, I just wish it were not in South America because <laughs> their numbers are really bad. But <laughs> We're not much better here in Florida. We're at the epicenter of the United States, I believe, from last time I checked with COVID numbers. I mean, Hillsborough County School District, where Tampa is, had 1,400 cases. They had shut down within a week of starting school. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, it's like, at what point are we going to learn how to manage a virus, right? That's what it means. Well, Discipline and management. I, I feel like Florida has been on its own, doing its own thing this entire it always time. Is. Have you ever done the Florida man Google search joke? Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, he did what? And then you're just like, oh, this is a joke. And then they show a picture and you're like, it's not a joke. He really it's like it. Florida man swallows baby alligator in supermarket and then goes into the bathroom and and finds a watch <laughs> you're right, like right 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 it's, it's like wait what, what? And then you get the real statistics and you're like how did this really happen and why is it in the state where i live and call home <laughs> i mean i know florida is a large state but man you guys have a very interesting rep across california across the state especially across the in world california. across the world from starting in 2000 with hanging chads Oh, oh my gosh. And then wasn't, uh, was the Tiger King in Florida? Yes. In Tampa. <laughs> Tampa. If not him, it's, um, it's, uh, what's her name? The lady. Carol Baskin. He's in Tampa. Tiger Sanctuary. Or something. She's in Tampa. Yeah. In fact, you could go on one of the nature trails and walk past her property, but I've never, I've never had the desire. I, I, I uh, also do not have that desire. She's going to feed me to a to a tiger. I don't need that to happen. <laughs> Tampa's got its own unique history of like celebrity stories and things. Like we have a, a burial mound story that uh, basically a hurricane hasn't hit head on in Tampa in over 100 years almost because there's a supposed theory or a myth or whatever you want to call it that there was a blessing put on Tampa by you know Native American um, religious figures. And oh, Elvis. wow. And that ever since that's happened, like Hurricane Charlie was going into the Gulf, it took a hard right turn into Port Charlotte instead of coming into Tampa. Like Tampa Bay is extremely vulnerable with hurricanes. But it has not been. Well, that's cool. I'm knocking on wood, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wish they had done the same thing in like New Orleans. That would have been good. Yeah. Now, I just want to ask you this. Your your relationship to nature and how you feel about nature in terms of your own viewpoints with, with how intuition works. Do you find that when you do these trips or when you do a retreat in nature, have you found that you're more enlightened or you feel more heightened with your, your intuition? Yes, 
Yes. But when I go, it's like, not just like a nature walk. Like I love, like, you know, you can go out in nature, but it's kind of like that immersion, like your cell phone doesn't work kind of nature. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I definitely do. Do you, when you, when you have, I've been lucky, I've, I've had some best friends, my best friend, Megan and her husband are very nature oriented. So we got to go, I get to see the Florida Springs like a lot around the state and go on like nature walks and be in nature. And I have other friends I've been camping with over the years. I just find even just getting outside and breathing the air and just, even if you're in a city, if you can get outside and walk outside for an hour with music, like we're combining movement, like you said, with meditative practices that are active. Yeah and not sitting in static you're like moving around i always feel like every time i move around i feel enlightened i feel yeah. revived i can yeah. always have a perspective from a different point of view that doesn't bother me as much anymore yeah absolutely reconnecting yeah. is super important absolutely agree let me ask you this if our audience wants to reach you how would they reach out to you you can go to flourishmarketing.co and there's a big uh, schedule a call button there you know, also check me out on Instagram at Alea Harris, A-L-E-Y-A-H-A-R-R-I-S. And head over to LinkedIn. Should that tickle your fancy? I'm there too. Excellent. Excellent. I always like to make sure I, I get that into the episodes, at least three-fourths in, so that we can, we can you know, make sure it's, it's reverberated. It's also going to be in the show notes. So yeah, yeah. Where do you see yourself in five years? I see myself on top of my empire. So like I am currently building um, the foundation and I've passed the seeding stage and I'm now kind of giving birth to some of the main pieces of my business. But I really do see the coaching having a, a broader piece and, and being able to certify other coaches in doing what, what, I, what I do in the framework that I've developed. You know, it's so interesting for me as I've been doing these interviews the last few months, I've had a lot of amazing transformative figures come on the show and share their secrets of what secret they've done sauce. to develop their to develop their spiritual practices or the way that they work with clients. And and a lot of a lot of the ideas of coaching to me impress on me. Even with professional athletes, when you study what they do, the like the gymnasts or the football players or the basketball players, any of those people who who concentrate and create focus and work hard and they're coached. They have amazing coaches. So yep. I believe the value of mentoring coaching is so invaluable. It's, it's priceless. And if we can cultivate more coaches out there to help people through these trying times, we'll have less, less confusion, greater clarity, and, and more success for people. Absolutely. People often see coaching, well, I don't need a coach. I got this. And it's like, well, <laughs> if, if you had it, you wouldn't Mo be Miles had a coach and Michael Jordan had a coach. Like you could do it with a coach. <laughs> it's ego, right? When people think they don't need a coach, I think they have their egos in the way of that. Yeah. 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 No, I definitely have a coach. And then also when you have a coach, your coach should have a coach. So that's the other thing. There's lots of people who call themselves coaches and they actually are just failed at whatever they do. So now they're coaching. Um, and that's not the kind of coach that you want. And then you should, when you're interviewing a potential coach, ask them, do they have a coach? I have a coach. Um, because you no, no how, matter how great you are and wonderful at helping other people, you still can't see your own life with the same clarity. You need someone to help you. Well, I think too, that when it comes to coaches, I feel like my best friend and I coach each other all the time. I feel like you could coach each other when the other person is having a bad day. You could feel like, hey, it's okay. You're going to have one of those. Take, yeah. a step, take a deep breath, focus on yourself, self-care and move forward. And you'll see over time, things will be very positive and very beneficial. I think coaching can do that. Do you think that when it comes to like working with people, when you're when you're helping coach and someone's negative, like helping that person change their viewpoints, do you find that as a challenge as a coach? No, because I don't really approach it that way. I'm not really trying to change them and change anything for them. I'm trying to get them to walk their path because however... I, I was just teaching a masterclass about the hero's journey. And one of the key lessons about the hero's journey is that the trials and the tribulations give you the tools to move forward. So if they're in some type of trial or tribulation and they're not seeing and they can't know it, it's like they're in the process of getting the tool that they need to move to the next step. So my goal is to just kind of almost like shine a mirror, like this is what's happening around. What do you think about that? I believe oh. 
Yeah, that how makes is sense. this happening? How are you gonna? What? What? How would you like to move forward? Would you like to still be like where you are, and then allow that natural? You can help facilitate that natural change process, but changing someone is not an option. Makes sense. Yeah. How have you found being a podcast guest coming on these different shows and talking about these concepts? What's it been like for you? I'm sure it's a unique experience. It's been a lot of fun. I, I record <laughs> now I'm like, maybe I record too many podcast episodes, but I record probably about four ish podcast episodes a week. That's awesome. Um, that's, yeah. that's meeting amazing people, connecting and building your, your audience through other. Absolutely. Audience. Absolutely. And, totally. and I love it. Yeah, yeah. And my, my big thing is I'm like, okay, being present for each one. I'm like, okay, let me tell, not tell that story again. Or let me just, <laughs> <laughs> I've been on a couple recently as a guest and it's like, it's a different like experience in being the host. Cause as a host, you ask the questions as a guest, you're, you're, you're entertaining your story and you're becoming a story maker for your, you know, your storyteller for yourself. Absolutely. And, and you have the responsibility as a guest for the show to really be good. <laughs> yeah, entertaining when we do these on either side of it because i find most of the people that actually agree to do this have to have a certain type of personality in order to open up and do it could you imagine yeah. someone who's an introvert or a stoic trying to open up in a podcast if yeah you watching, that's not gonna work right yeah <laughs> boring personality for it yeah absolutely you definitely have to have the personality for it and that's one thing that i do not lack is personality yeah. <laughs> Uh, I want to ask you this because we're getting a little close on time, but if you were a spirit animal, which spirit animal would you be and why? I would be a puma. Okay. Um, it's funny because I have cat-like tendencies. I actually really, in life, I've only met a few cats that I like. I'm really more of a dog person. However, I like, my husband will be working, like I said, he's at home now. Not when he's on a Zoom call, I'm not that bad, but he'll be typing away and then I'll just go and like, put my head in his face and sit in his lap and be like, I would like some attention now. <laughs> or like, um, I have very elegant movements and a lot of intuition always land on my feet. There's a lot of, but I also have that kind of grandeur and a regal air about me that the big cats have. Um, not, so yeah. And plus when I um, have been in the Amazon and when I've been, you know, doing different, spiritual things the puma always comes either i turn into a puma i see the puma the puma's around i love that i love that I also as you were just talking i get stuff sometimes psychically and i'll tell you this mm -hmm. you're gonna get involved in publishing something that has the word movement is key so it's either gonna be a blog or an article or it could be a book there's gonna be something with the title in it that says movement is the key or movement. and then i'm gonna publish that yeah, you're going to get something that you work on a project, collaborative project that you're going to publish that has to do with that type of working title. And I get the word working title, but you haven't formulated it yet. It's going to be in the future, maybe about two years from now. But I feel like okay. you're going to be involved in a collaborative project. It could even be something like an anthology where you get multiple people who talk about movement and how movement. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. I was like an anthology. Got it. <laughs> movement is key. Like it's a movement is key anthology that you have other authors or contributors, everybody writing their personal experiences about how movements impacted or affected or helped them in their lives. And you might have like somebody who has cerebral palsy and how movement helps that person become agile and flexible. Or you might have somebody who has arthritis and they'll talk about their moving healing story involving certain types of movement. I just see something like that. Movement is key. Movement and, is key. and you might be like an editor or work with an editor to have an anthology created. It might be an online anthology even where people create and submit their own personal stories. But I could see that. That would be cool. So I will, I will write that down and then remember. And then two years from now, I'll be like, Jason, guess what? Well, that's what you It's also the part of the podcast. It's <laughs> recording right now. So it's not a big deal. You can always just tune in and remember. I mean, when I make these things, I don't always say everything I say is 100% accurate, but sometimes I'll come up with something and there'll be a derivation of it or it'll be something else or we'll see. So, yeah. Well, it's your responsibility to say that's why you get the information, right? hundred percent. It's just exciting to have your energy here. Cause I feel like you're going to have a lot more projects coming up and things creatively for you popping in 2022 and 2023. Keep I on. sure hope so from your mouth to God's ears, let's keep this moving. <laughs> As you said, <laughs> I appreciate it. I just want to thank Alea for coming on the show today and sharing her uh, amazing insight and knowledge from working with clients and helping, helping in so many ways, overcoming pitfalls and hurdles and helping them to reach their potential. And one of the things I like 
about having different points of view come on the show and share perspective is to give everyone a broader base of understanding that there's different types of intuition in our lives. We all have our different talents and skill sets and you can utilize your intuition and be creative and it can actually be an embellishment to a career path that you may have right now. So keep an open mind when you pursue your own goals in life, be flexible. And you may have some entrepreneurial opportunities present themselves where you least expect it. Don't leave any rock unturned. I'm very appreciative for having this episode today. I'm going to have the contact information in the show notes. And until next time, stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid.